Hello, everybody. Welcome to Casual Cognition, everybody's favorite podcast. We got a little bit of a short one here today. Um, Hank is in a um, a real rush. He's late. He's late for a very important date. So, indeed, we are going to jump right into it. Quick little check-in today. What, what, you, quick little, you said you had, uh, had a little uh, jumping-off point for us. Yeah, yeah, I got a little quick jumping-off point for us. Um, we may have to make this a two-part because I think you and I have some good stories to tell in this uh, in this particular vein. But um, we can talk about this subject in kind of a meta sense. So I have been this weekend uh, spending some time with my wonderful mother who is in town to see her first grandchild um my my nephew she's been here a couple of times to to come see him and i always get i always love it she lives out in new mexico and i'm in florida so she's across the country from me and i uh i got i i, I always enjoy talking to her it's a little it's a little strange. Um, I guess I've gotten used to it with my dad, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to jump into the idea around parental relationships. Mm-hmm. And with you and I, this is specifically the child to parent relationship because neither of us have kids. And you know, this is this is uh, a a very important subject and something that people I think kind of it's weird because they talk about it like they know and they get how big of an impact it has on your life but at the same time they throw up their hands and are like I don't know why I have this issue and and then they're they're sitting over there like hating on their parents for the exact same issue or something like that Mm and you know it it our relationship to our parents truly defines our personality. Um, I would say more than any other environmental factor. You've got your genetic factors and your environmental factors. Um, you know, we the nature versus nurture thing, as we've said many times on here, it's both. Um, as far as the nurture thing, well, the weird is that it comes from the parents, primarily. Obviously, there's teachers, there's role models, there's different things, but the, the the majority of the um, the sort of environmental nurture factor of your personality and who you become as a person um, whenever you get to an, uh, your adulthood you know obviously you have a an agency at a certain point um, but your sort of uh, your foundation your starting point is uh, mainly defined by your relationship to your parents hmm and um, how they raised you. So I thought this would be an interesting jumping off point. And, um, you know, like I said, you and I would have... Hello? Okay. Looks like Nate's computer shut down. (laughs) So... I wonder if I should just keep going <laughs> or restart. 
What do you think? Well, I can't hear what you think because you're in the future. Now, I can only guess as to what direction Nate wanted to go with that preamble. But I suppose I could comment on what he said so far. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to consider how much of our personality traits are kind of, um, you know, latent at birth and how much of it is kind of forged by our parental and overarching societal figures and, um, cultural influences I do think that there's there's a portion of it that's just kind of that you just start with right and then you can kind of be shaped in certain directions uh, through from various experiences um, and from the child parent perspective yeah I mean it's it's an interesting kind of starting point right because as nate mentioned like we we do kind of have this and i'm gonna see if he's uh <laughs> yeah he's telling me to keep talking uh <laughs> so we're on the same page there um yeah i mean i guess you know uh from the perspective of being the child uh, you know i've seen a lot of good friends of mine and various people in my life who have very uh, negative relationships with their with their parents and they kind of you know want to completely dissociate from them and oh I'm never talking to them again and these kinds of things and you know obviously that kind of sentiment arises out of um, you know generally speaking a sense of mistreatment from the kid or like you know uh, traumatic experiences or uh, things of that nature and I understand the proclivity to do that and to kind of just just try to get away from toxic people um, but there's it's very difficult because you know even though some of these people it's it's hard to know when it's like okay this person should not be in my life at all and 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 when it's worth it to try to mend the relationship and try to come together and reach a point of understanding and and respect even even through disagreements right that's a that's an interesting question and i it's it's hard for me to say you know because if you're dealing with obviously if you're dealing with like a sociopath or something it's better to just get out just it's not it's not worth it right but that's a very small percentage of the population so i think many of much of the time it stems from 
yeah, just parents who it's 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 a this like chain of familial trauma that is kind of being propagated and passed down. And I think we need to work proactively to kind of break the chain and we need to come to terms with that and we like we can't do that alone. We have to or maybe we can, you know. I'm 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 no expert. But I think that there there's a huge potential for healing those deep familial wounds through coming together and speaking openly and nonviolently. Uh, I'm not sure if we've talked about nonviolent communication before on this podcast, uh, but I, I think it's a really valuable tool that people should be aware of um, because commonly when we communicate with people especially uh, weirdly enough with our like family members and loved ones we communicate and friends and such and kind of just in general a lot of people do this myself included we communicate in a way where we're whether we realize it or not we're we're kind of passing judgments on people and situations so and and nonviolent communication is kind of a model where we seek to become aware of that and shift the focus from like these thought forms these judgmental thought forms into okay well how do i actually feel and expressing how we feel instead right <laughs> And it's funny because when you first start this, it feels very forced and it feels um, very uncomfortable. But as as you become more fluent in this style of communication, it, it can bring such beautiful interactions and it can it's really helped me to um, to be able to understand my loved ones more fully and also to keep from not only like triggering them but also being triggered right because because a lot of the time when we get triggered in a conversation it's because somebody will pass a judgment on us so it will be like something like um or or even something like it can be very subtle right like um Um, let's see. You make me so mad. Oh, here he is. He's back. One moment. As Nate re-enters the conversation mid-thought. There he is. Okay. I was just introducing... For fuck's sake. <laughs> Dude, I just kept it rolling. After I, a little I'm bit. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you just kept it rolling because I do not know why my computer decided to take a fat shit. Yeah. At that particular <laughs> point, it just restarted for no reason. And of course, it takes my old computer like 18 years to boot up. So, my apologies. No problem. I was just introducing the folks to a model, a uh, communication style known as nonviolent communication. Uh,. <laughs> And it was in relation oh, very, to very very liberal. <laughs> it was uh, in relation to kind of 
being proactive about um, healing the uh, the wounds of familial trauma and and kind of trying to come back mm. to and reach an understanding with these people who we may hold in very low regard. Um, <laughs> and may hold in very low regard. Not everybody has a the 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 fortune of having a wonderful wonderful mother like mine that i was bragging on earlier yes exactly and um so yeah i was was just kind of like finishing up the the idea there of basically this is something worth looking into and maybe we'll even do an episode on it but i I just wanted to kind of let people uh be aware of this um this mode of communication where instead of um, like most of the time when we talk to people and when we're angry or upset or sad, we, we will kind of like pass judgments on them. So like, oh, you make me so angry, right? But the thing about that is, for one, it's very likely to trigger the other person. And for two, it's, it's not accurate, right? What's, what would be more accurate, and this is kind of like in this style of nonviolent communication, would be like, when I see this, or when I hear this, or when I think this, I feel angry, right? And there's a subtle difference here, right? Because, because the first one is like, you're the reason I'm angry. It's your fault. You made me angry. You see what I mean? It's finger pointing mm-hmm. versus like, more of just this like, okay, when I when I heard this thing, I felt this, right? So then it's, it's, it's more, I don't know, it, it's, it's kind of more of a dispassionate, like uh, objective way of talking about these things. And it almost I've, sounds a little Buddhist or, uh, y- you know, uh, yogic too. It's kind of the, the idea that um, anger, as with all other emotions, comes from within you. Exactly, and you can't you can't think like some external object is creating the feeling. Like you That's are it. creating the feeling, the response to this external object, and it, with with practice and training, you can change that response to that external object or person, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. So, so I I've found in my own life that this mode of communication, although it's very clunky in the beginning it's super clunky and awkward and difficult when you're really triggered like you someone has just like just felt it felt like somebody's just plunged a knife into your heart and then you're just like (laughs) when i hear that i feel (laughs) and it's just like it's so (laughs) it's so challenging right but but it makes me want to rip your ears <laughs> off of your face so that would be like the traditional response right and and what ends up happening is like you just have the this traditional escalation. response <laughs> is getting ripping someone's ears off of your face yes and and but what happens with that is like it just escalates right so yeah one person says a little from there a little thing and then it gets and then it turns into ripping ears off and then it's like you're literally ripping each other's ears off right and so, like, we're trying to avoid that, right? We're trying to we're trying to heal these wounds. Trying to nip this thing in the bud. We're, we're we're trying to come to an understanding, right? And it's like you know, and that can that can be very very challenging and difficult. But I I would urge 
people to because what ends up happening i think is like when people don't allow themselves to forgive their parents if they never can forgive them i i've heard i've um been told this multiple times where like that parent will die Mm. and they'll just never have closure because they'll just they'll go to the grave hating their fucking parent for what they did to them you know what i mean yeah and we have to let go of that if we're if we're going to become integrated and if we're going to become content and satisfied with life we can't be holding or holding baggage like that we have to fucking let go of that stuff even if it's the it can be the most fucking painful thing in the world right to to i mean i know people do horrible things to people they love um and a lot of the time i i believe that it's unconscious right i mentioned before uh it's worth going through this process unless that family member or friend is a sociopath or psychopath then you should just get as far away from them as you can well the one thing that is um an interesting kind of middle ground that i think people overlook but is still very effective and important um because i think that you and i have talked about how forgiveness is a lot more about the forgiver than the person being forgiven Mm. it's a lot more important um for that person um for the forgiver so you don't necessarily have to even talk to the person like if you have a really really bad relationship or, or you have like um as with some people i know you were uh basically abandoned by a parent like you don't have to reestablish a relationship with that person, although sometimes it's a good thing. Mm. Um, my girlfriend is reestablishing a relationship with her father that that did that, and he um, he had to instigate this th- that um, you know it's it's never the the child's responsibility in that situation, but it is um, it's an option. But um, you don't have to communicate with that person to uh to let go of the anger and to let go Mm. of the resentment true and i actually think that for a lot of people especially in that sort of situation um that would that's the better path of like okay i don't have to go through the awkwardness of trying to reestablish a relationship with this person but i'm also not going to let this resentment harm me i'm not going to let this person hurt me even more through my own issues Mm. Um, and, and, you know, you sever, sever the thing at its roots. And, you know, that's not just with parents. That's really with, with anybody. I think that if you, uh, you, you know, where I get practice in this mm. is, is on the road because <laughs> I, I fucking, I get bad road rage and, you know, a great practice is trying to just let go of being pissed at somebody for doing stupid on the road. And I live in a tourist town, so that's like six times a day. Right. And it's it can be very, very hard sometimes. So obviously it's way harder if you're trying to forgive a loved one that hurt you. Mm. But um, I've gotten a lot of practice with this one. Not, uh, I guess I should say with my parents. That'll be for story time later. Um, <laughs> both wonderful, but the, I have had to forgive them for quite a bit. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing um, too, right? Is like even if you have like the theoretically the best parents that you could ever ask for, or not theoretically, but like practically the best parents that you could ask for, you're like we we all are going we all experience trauma growing up regardless, yeah. right? So so even like that's just a that's just a fact of parenthood, right? Like you you yeah. it's impossible There's no perfect parents. Yeah, you with you, children, if you fuck up, you fucked them up. <laughs> Yeah, like, and and it's like it, that's it just you complexes. Yeah, you're gonna fuck up in certain ways. the The goal of being a parent is to minimize that yeah. and to prepare prepare the child or children to be in the world and to yeah. succeed and to have a good life, right? Yeah, and in and, my situation, it was almost entirely like un uncontrollable circumstances that if my parents had respond to them perfectly would have been an absolute miracle and but still very traumatic right oh even yeah, if, oh yeah it still would have been even if they did respond to it horribly it would have been really really bad you mean perfectly but, or, yeah we'd say sorry yeah yeah if they had respond to it perfectly it would have been still really really bad mm. but you know since they're human beings things were just a nightmare um now I'm teasing it, but yeah, that'll have to be for another episode. It's a long, long story. Yeah, this was a um, tough one to do a short, short episode on because I don't a, think it's all that tough. It's more of an introductory conversation. Maybe okay. next week we can do we can do a a part two, a follow up to this. Yeah, I guess it's um, tough for me because this I am very passionate about this topic, so I would like I would love to talk more about it, but I am running out of time. You're running out of time. Okay. Well, I um I think that that's okay. But you could can do go keep going if you want to. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep monologuing a bit. Um, <laughs> I had my perhaps... monologue earlier, and now yeah. you, you can <laughs> you can have We've one as well. We got a weird day today. We got a weird day today. Oh man, it's early as shit here. Um, and you're late. I'm early. You're late. Yep. <laughs> we got technical problems. It's a fucking mess of a day. It's a mess. But you know what? We keep coming back here. And we keep... Week after week. Week after week. Hitting you with the best we got. We're getting yes. better and better. Uh, I just want to take a moment to share my love and gratitude. Firstly, with you, Nate. And with everyone listening right now. Uh, this is an incredible journey. I'm having a whole lot of fun. I'm learning a lot. I fucking love hanging out with you. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week, or I will be yeah, back yeah. next I'll week probably, for sure. I'll probably, I'll probably go ahead and, and cut it off there. You're at like, what, 20 minutes on your timestamp? Yeah, 20, almost 24. Okay, we're just going to call it a short one today, and we'll we'll come back. Uh, next week with a with a fuller conversation and uh, perhaps Hank and I will will bust out some you know actual facts and statistics which is uh, oh. something we're generally um, morally against <laughs> but we can make an exception in this case because it's a very important topic um, the last thing I'll say is Hank I have a problem with you right now you got a problem what's going on with those gloves bro can you what? not afford new gloves <laughs> you actually got this is At very... first, I thought they were fingerless gloves, 
but no, there's like three fingers missing and two of them about to poke through. It looks like, yep. yeah, what the fuck is going on okay. with those gloves? Well, bro? first of all, this is actually extremely convenient. Uh, it it they touch, ripped touch for your uh, for your touchscreen. Exactly. So so on my phone, like you actually you actually unlock it on the back. So I have a what finger. Fingerprint scanner on the back of the phone. Phone, do you have? So it's actually super convenient for using my phone and keeping my my gloves warm. Um, And yes, I am poor, so please support the podcast. We have a Patreon. We have. (laughs) Let's let's all buy Hank a pair of new gloves. Come on, come on. He lives way up north. He lives in Scandinavia, folks. He needs these gloves. Cold here. Hank has literally heard me utter that phrase. Oh my god! Whoa! (laughs) Than I've ever been in my life. Okay, that I thought I was gonna die that night. That is a story for another. That's a story for another day. Wow! Thank you for reminding me of that. Wow! Alrighty, well, thanks for listening, folks, and uh, we will see you next week for the full talk on this conversation of parenting, and we'll tell you the juicy stories, the hot goss that we've been teasing. So, tune in. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. Much love. We love you, and we'll see you next time.